those are layers that weigh on your heart and right. your mind. Yeah. And together, we hopefully catch everything. Absolutely. Right? But we have to be willing to share with one another the burdens we're experiencing. And in time, we'll both learn to appreciate each other's burdens. Yeah. But that only happens if we don't stuff. If we don't stuff stuff. Stuff stuff. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to The Great Conversation. Today, we're talking about stuffing feelings. And primarily because in our culture, yeah. there are certain feelings that we experience as people that are deemed bad feelings. Yeah. Anger, bitterness, shame, yep. fear. And so we stuff these. And in our relationships with people, we might feel this. And then instead of expressing that we are feeling that way and working through it, we stuff it down, push it way down in there, mm-hmm. and move on with our life. And yeah. then one day, those feelings are going to bubble up when we are squeezed, right? Yeah, I think the term is powder keg. You're okay. going to blow the powder keg kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. And we all know this happens. We've seen it in relationships. We've seen it. We've in... experienced it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so this something you and I are working on yeah. is, first of all, talking about the fact that Anger, like I am mad at you. Yes. That's not a bad feeling. Yeah. It's an uncomfortable feeling. I don't like it when you're mad. Right. But if we don't talk about it, and I'm not talking about in that anger blowing up and exploding at the person. Like you can have anger without injuring a relationship. Yeah. But I think like what you're getting at is you need to approach it before it becomes explosive. Before Mm -hmm. you say things that you might feel in the moment. But you know long-term aren't the truth of what you believe of that relationship, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's like what we want to really approach most in our marriage is like, I'm mad about this and I need to be careful and talk about it in a neutral way before I get so mad that I bring in other things that aren't relative mm-hmm. and cause hurt. Yeah. But I even think, so like the feeling of anger and then can like lead to other thoughts. So for example... Um, the other day we were kind of like, I was really angry at you about something. Yes. And so what were you angry at me about? Um, I was angry about, I don't remember, but I was angry. Oh, okay. And so, um, I got in the car with the babies and just oh, like yeah, took yeah. a drive. Yep. And when I got home, you said, I'm so glad you came back. Sometimes I think, you know, you're just going to drive off and never, and never come, come back. back. <laughs> I know. And I, yeah. and I said, well, yeah, sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes yeah. that goes through my head. Yeah. And there was this kind of like judgment feeling I had of like, when, I, when I said that, that sometimes, yes, I feel that way. Yeah. Like I, I kind of want to do that. There's this judgment of, if I said that, that's bad instead of, wow, like, I'm glad you said that because you felt that. And I'm so glad that you chose to come back. Instead of it being like this good thing that I chose faithfulness, I chose commitment. It's this like, oh, you had that thought? That's bad. Yeah, because for me, like in my family, it was more like don't have bad thoughts because bad thoughts lead to more bad thoughts. But actually, it's kind of opposite. If you have bad thoughts and express them, they can be resolved. But if you have bad thoughts and then stuff bad thoughts, you'll just continue to bubble up and get more and more frustrated until, like we said, you explode. Yeah, because we catalog things in our head. We do. We do. Yeah, and we pretend that we don't. Mm-hmm. When we say that we're fine, we're not really fine. We're stuffing, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're making it to where we pretend, we facade we're fine, whether to our spouse, to ourselves, or to the outside world. And then it gets to a point where we're like, oh, why did that marriage all of a sudden just end? What mm-hmm. happened? Yeah. They stopped communicating, you know? And you had this conversation recently with one of your friend co-workers. Mm -hmm. We all were on a trip about, like, 
you said we don't you and I don't really get mad at each other and he said to you like he's like what you do you sh- you, you should, should get, get mad, mad at, at, yeah. at each other yeah because what happened was we, it's really funny like long story short basically Annabelle and I were both driving the same direction on the same highway but she was going south and I was going north for our trips and I missed her exit and I was gonna stop and help her and then everything just got bubbled up it just it just blew up it was mm-hmm. a bad I'd made a bad move but. You forgot about me. I forgot. I forgot to help. Yeah, I forgot to help. <laughs> so basically what happened though is Jimmy was like, are you mad that she's mad at you? I was like, no, not at all. And he's like, not even a little bit? He's like, "Like, what do you mean you're not even mad a little bit? And I'm like, well, I just, I can't be. Like, I'm just choosing not to be. He's mm-hmm. like, well, then then you're not actually facing like your true feelings. Mm-hmm. And so he really like painted to me the fact that like, you should be mad mm-hmm. so that you can say, I'm mad. And then you can let it go mm-hmm. rather than just saying, oh no, I'm fine. Hmm. And then I'm hoping, but here's what I say when I'm fine. I'm hoping you say, oh, that's so sweet. You were fine. That's so kind of you that you weren't mad when you messed up and I was mad at you. And it's like, I have, um, how do you say, like deeper layers of why I'm pretending not to be mad. Because I want to be looked at as the good guy, the Mm -hmm. right guy, the one who's never mad. Mm -hmm. And the one who always makes a relationship good. And Annabelle's always the one getting mad. But Ben doesn't get mad. So And sometimes that's how it makes me feel. I'm the one always getting mad instead of like, okay, in that instance where... You were supposed to stop and help me at the exit before you headed north, and you didn't stop. Yeah. And so I just, like, cut you off. I, like, didn't answer your calls. I was just angry. Yeah. And so I'm just driving with the children, and I'm just, like, everything's going through my head about how angry I am and how you don't think of me. And I'm just, you know, you're always doing work, and work comes first. Yep. And I'm just working through this, and I'm expressing it, like, aloud to myself. You know, Bingley's in the back, like, what in the world? What's mom doing What are you talking about? And I'm just mad. Yeah. And then once I, like, work through that and face the fact that I'm mad, like, I'm facing it. I'm saying, like, yes, I am experiencing this. Then... Okay, now this is not how I want to feel. I love my husband. I love this relationship. Think about all the things that he does right. And Mm -hmm. then I can start working through the fact that I don't need to be angry. We need to talk through this because I wouldn't even answer your calls. And then like, then the thoughts of, okay, the value of this person in my life. I would never want this relationship to end. What if he gets in a car accident and like, I can never talk to him about it again because life does go that quickly. And so then it's like, okay, I need to call him because you had called, like, you would, like, text me, like, please forgive me. And and so, like, I called you and said, like, Ben, please know I forgive you. I was very hurt by that. And I'm still mad right now. And I'm, you yeah. know, I'm still, like, oh, Working man, that was, it. like, a bummer. But, like, yeah. I love you. And that was, like, a teeny tiny little thing that if I continue to let it, if I stuff it, it will fester into this one day it's, like. Remember that one time? Or just like, remember all those times, mm, you know? Yeah. And this is something that we're really working on, like not stuffing those feelings. Yeah. And it happened again this weekend. Yeah. And today's Mother's Day. And I had to get up and like reset my mind yeah. and be like, today is a new day. And let's talk about why I was fr- why I was hurt or frustrated yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And we talked through it again. Yeah. And I think like what you, what I've noticed in our marriage is like patterns. Like I do the, the things that hurt you the most are pattern based mm-hmm. and they're, they have, uh, they have like foundational sources in specific things. Mm-hmm. So they're always related. So like for me, it's always related to the fact that like I have been prioritizing work over our family in certain mm-hmm. ways because I know our goals as a family. However, our goals as a family don't often come first. What we have to think about is our overall family and the trajectory that we're all going in. Mm. But I have put such a priority on work because that's my role in the family 
that sometimes it it the goal gets bigger. The work is bigger than I see us mm, being. Mm-hmm. In your head, it's bigger. Yeah. And so, like, I'm like, okay, the family will be okay, but if we don't have food, like, it's going to be terrible, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I, it always stems from the fact that Ben had his mind on work, mm-hmm. which is why he didn't have his mind on us mm-hmm. or you. And so I think in, in relationships, you have to make sure you understand the foundation of the hurt because mm-hmm. then you'll see clearly why it hurts the person. And then you can identify those things. I can identify those things now moving forward and be like, okay, when I make a mistake based on this context, Mm. that causes the biggest amount of pain to my spouse, to you. And so if I can remember every time I go into a situation that may be based on work and me deprioritizing you on accident because I'm doing an important thing, work is important, Mm -hmm. but I do it too far. Mm -hmm. And then it minimizes and devalues you and our children. Yeah. And I do think that even stems from a feeling that you have stuffed for a long time is the fear. Yes. The fear of being without because of my past. Right. And that's something that you're like learning to face is like, wow, I stuffed this feeling of fear because fear is negative mm -hmm. and I can't feel it. So I'm just going to stuff it instead of like putting it in front of you you know, this is something you're really good and good at is like, okay, this fear is here. That means it's probably something I need to go towards instead of just stuffing the feeling of fear and being like, everything's okay. Yeah. And I'm going to move forward kind of in a different direction than what I'm going to try and go around it. So if like, that's the fear, I'd be like, okay, let's see if I can go this way. Right. Because, and so that's where the beauty of facing these feelings that we often stuff can actually lead us to better places. Overcome them. And so they're not continuing to, to give us hiccups and trip right. us up. And so for your example of putting work first instead of family, we even just talked about this this morning, yeah. that family has kind of just become this thing of when I have free time, oh, this is good. I'll get to yeah. family. Yeah. And that fear <clears throat> is kind of keeping that mindset of, okay, work is very important. Making yes. money is very important. Yes. Family's free time. And that fear dominates. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Great. This is perfect. So there, I'm reading a book right now by Kerry Newhoff called "At Your Best." He's a leadership guy. Wrote a book about "At Your Best," and basically talks about like how to be at your best in all things. Mm-hmm. And basically, the thought I came down to is like he said, "There's no such thing as balance." He said, "There's no such thing as like work-life balance. You should be passionate about all areas of your life." And then it it made me think about the idea of family is work. And that's a good thing. Mm. Like if I can think about the fact that family is work, then I can go at it with energy, with resources, with excitement, and just in time, time mm-hmm. just like I would go at my work mm-hmm. in the same way. So here's here's where the, the, it came full circle. If I consider family free time, well, I can do whatever I want with my free time. I'm going to go out and you got you you got upset about this yesterday. I'm going to go out and I'm going to clean out the gutters. Only because I thought you were going to fall and yes. be out of work. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so You're it, like jumping off a 10-foot ladder. It comes around, right? And so it's like because it was free time, I thought, well, I'll just use it however. No, I should use it to work on the relationship I have with my children and my wife. Uh-huh. And so if we can actually recategorize family as work in a positive sense right. because culture has deemed work negative, right. all this work-life balance mm-hmm. stuff, and it's like, okay, no, we are always at work. When we're not at work, we go passive. And a passive relationship with your wife and your children will always fail. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm realizing about myself. I have been passively pursuing the work of my family. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, if I actively pursue that work in my life, mm-hmm. it will it will rain positivity. Mm-hmm. And my free time, I mean, who needs free time? Like, honestly, like, like, what I mean by that, what I mean by that is free time to me is unorganized time. 
And that always is wasted time. Yeah, it's never profitable. It's never profitable. And do you need rest? Yes, but you should actively rest. You should rest on purpose. You should work towards rest, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you have rest, it should be the work of your day to rest. Mm -hmm. Because if you prioritize it as work, it happens. Mm -hmm. If you prioritize it as free time, you're going to sit in there scrolling your feed. And feeling more drained. Mm-hmm. That's 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 lazy, unprofitable, unthoughtful for your time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's that was the thought I had, and, I, and we had that this morning. And I was like, it was wow. like an aha moment. It was. For you. It was. It was something that I have tried to bring up, and I just haven't had the, the right words. language. Yep. To really lead that conversation in a way that ends where we're like, okay, we know where to take the next step. It just kind of ends in this like, okay, we just had a really long conversation, and I think we're on the same page. But if we're not, we're just going to kind of stuff it and move on. Okay, exactly. This is the importance of reading, right? So currently I'm I'm reading Karen Huff at Your Best. Currently I'm listening to uh, Naval and mm-hmm. his podcast. And we're having conversations and mm-hmm. we're reading the great books. All of these things come together to the realization. Mm-hmm. And that's why husbands often say, oh, I heard Mike at work say this one thing. And the wife is like rolling her eyes because she's been saying that to the husband for years, mm-hmm. right? But it's not a negativity towards the wife. The mm-hmm. wife has great wisdom. The The thing is, it was an unlock. Mm-hmm. The sentence that the coworker Mike said mm-hmm. unlocked the thought that the wife was having for years. Mm-hmm. So I always do honor where honor is due. I always say, hey, I heard Naval say this which is what you've been always saying. Mm-hmm. And now I understand it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your patience. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so you have to read a ton of things yeah. because they they put pieces together. Mm-hmm. A slightly different word could like activate something inside <sighs> exactly. of us. Exactly. Yeah. And we can't be frustrated with that. We have to do put the work in mm-hmm. to find the solution. Yeah. And I think that's something with wives, with that relationship is, it is such an honorable thing for women to learn how to like, have that conversation and be like, you know, it's okay. One day it, yeah. he, he will think of it as on his own or he'll read it. You know, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. We're just going to yeah. keep talking through That's it. hard. And it has. It's been hard for our marriage because this family time that had to be prioritized has taken a few years to like for you to understand. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. When every time I was yeah. like... You know, I'd really like to do this one thing and that fear of like finances and okay, like we're, we're going to use this money for that. And I'm like, okay, but could we do this? And it's never been about the money for me. It's been about like, I want to have time with you. And if you're cleaning the gutters yeah. on, you know, the day that we're supposed to be having family time together, yeah. I would rather use that money to have somebody clean the gutters for us, yeah. you know? And you're yeah. like, but the money. And I'm like, yes, but your time <laughs> Is important with our family to prioritize that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the thing is when you can get to a point where your time in work is of a, of a level of value that the trade of hiring somebody is becoming more equal, which it wasn't for me for a long time, mm-hmm. is when there's a great fear in men that, well, my time isn't worth that much yet. Mm-hmm. And that was my problem, right? I was, I was working low-paying jobs at first. And so my free time was not very expensive. Mm-hmm. Now, because my free time is becoming more expensive because I can make more with the time I put into my business, the time to hire somebody becomes less expensive in my mind. Mm -hmm. So as a man, I'm working through these like providing things, these work things, and then the unlock happens where I can say, okay, now I can see the exchange is becoming less Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, unbalanced. Mm -hmm. And so I wish I could just say when I wasn't making more, sure, whatever, we'll pay for it. But my fear of, of losing money to somebody that I could have done myself for free, mm. but what I was doing was stealing from you. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to accept that and to own up to that and to actually take action on that. Mm-hmm. Make the call, hire the person who feels more expensive than I can do it myself, mm-hmm. right? So that's really the whole thing of the difference between in our relationship, me and you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking always about providing. I'm thinking always about the layers of finances. I'm thinking always about what we have, what we don't have. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's the nature of the my specific burden, so to speak, versus yours, which is much more of how's family doing? How are we doing? How are the boys feeling? Yes. How are the, you know, those are, those are layers that weigh on your heart and right. your mind. Yeah. And together... We hopefully catch everything. Absolutely. Right? But we have to be willing to share with one another the burdens we're experiencing. And in time, we'll both learn to appreciate each other's burdens. Yeah. But that only happens if we don't stuff. If we don't stuff stuff. Stuff stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So that, I think, ends our conversation. I talked a lot this one. That's okay. I didn't think that I would. Good. I think it was <laughs> but good. But I did. Yeah. I think it was good. Yeah. What, you what are you, what are you s- stuffing or want to unstuff in mm-hmm. your relationships. Be really curious. Uh, definitely comment below. We'd love to for you to be in this conversation with us in the comment section. Until next time, though, this has been The Great Conversation. We'll see you on the next one.